You are listening to episode number 280 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. about a skateboard oh jeez oh peace yeah jeez <laughs> oh peace yeah um and and had to come with that were the uh, necessary helmets and pads yeah cause I realized like at first uh, I had the the stereotypical um I'm gonna look stupid and then thought better of it and thought of... Oh, remember that he has how, a plate yeah, under his yeah, eye that, I, that if he falls and breaks yeah. it again, he's just fucked? Yeah, so. I, I won't have an eye anymore. And, um, you know, I'm kind of in my early 40s and getting on a skateboard for the first time in 20 years. And, yeah, so I got pads and stuff. <laughs> so What could possibly go on? Yeah, the, exactly. So... I'm this tr- is another midlife crisis. It folks. is not a midlife <laughs> crisis. So I'm trying to find more shit to do outside in in Vegas, and I can't do athletic things for athletic reasons. Like like I can't just exercise for exercise sake. Like anything I'm going to do has to be entertaining to me. Sure. Um, I don't have a basketball hoop like I used to at in Memphis and. They're not really easy to find around here for some reason. Everything's in like a, a fucking court. gated community. Yeah. Everything's gated around we here. We did drive by one park, but it's a little ways away. Yeah. So, I, I like a, a friend, uh, one of our new friends, local friends here, uh, is is a longtime skater and kind of uh, is is of the same age that that I am, and really kind of put into perspective that you know at our age, it, you know, we're not acting like. Fucking kids trying to, you know, jump down a flight of stairs and shit like that. Like, yeah, no, like we just ride. We just ride around. I'm like, all right, I think I can wrap my head around that. <laughs> but, but just it, it, until I get he my balance, no. yeah, until right. I get my balance, I'll make sure to have that helmet and those pads on. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm just looking for a reason to be outside. And then the idea of how much I I mean I got into snowboarding because I was a skateboarder skateboard. as a kid yeah. and I was never like a, a hardcore ramp skater or any kind of shit like that I was always it was always more of a social thing that that brought me to, to skating so it, just the idea that I don't know fuck you all I'm, I got a skateboard I don't care <laughs> Mark got a skateboard, and I took another cooking class. So, hey, there we go. We all have our individual hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm taking another one next week. So anyone that follows me on Twitter, get ready for more pictures. Nice. Do uh, do you want to divulge it now, or do you want to wait until it gets posted to find out? No, I mean, I can tell. It's Mastering the Grill All About Seafood. So, Ooh, yeah. grilling seafood, that'll be tasty. Well, and I've never been able to cook fish, like, ever. I've tried it at home, and it just turns out to be a disaster. So I saw this one on there and thought, well, let's give it a whirl, see if I can learn something. So, yeah. Well, if you can figure out how to properly do um, ahi tuna on a grill, please teach my wife, because <laughs> it is the one thing she had willingly admits she just cannot master is uh grilled is grilled tuna i think tuna so. I, I think we're doing um like a shrimp a salmon and a tuna so i do think there's a tuna that we're doing good so good okay. I, I will see how it goes and maybe if nothing else i'll share the recipe with her and 
see if she can make it work. That would be awesome. Okay. It's a corn skateboard. Well, listen, I think we should probably start the show then. <laughs> just, just for the record, it's a, it's a corn skateboard. <laughs> Mark, Mark felt how you normally feel when we start talking about sports ball. So <laughs> he had to throw that in there. Corn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. Celine Dion makes a half a million dollars per show. For a typical 90-minute show, that's $5,555 a minute. We got that from At Vital Vegas. Talk about billable hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she's almost making uh, administrative law Tony money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she can aspire. (laughs) Good luck, Celine. Just maybe a little longer. Right. You're you're getting close. (laughs) Hang in there. I mean... In fairness, is that American dollars or Canadian? Because if that's the case, I'm really <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. What about the twit pick of the week? Cynical snarkiness aside, the booze wall at the Nomad Bar, shared this week by At Eater Vegas, is an impressive view. Overwhelming in scope, the wall of good times glows gold with a seemingly endless variety of options to elevate your Vegas experience despite the glaring omission of bar top gaming. It's been misunderstood that our incessant critique of Park MGM represented a dislike in the project, which is not accurate. Ours is one of disappointment in the gross overspending on a poorly planned, uninspired idea. No one will dispute that Monte Carlo was in need of a reimagining. But when you compare MGM's investment to what Caesars did to Imperial Palace, arguably the worst property on the Las Vegas Strip, it's laughable how foolish the plan of taking a low-end resort and turning it into one that competes with Bellagio and Aria was. Despite all that, the amazing thing about Vegas is the people it attracts and the inspiration it invokes. Fortunately, Even current court jester of CEOs, Jim Murin, can't bland that down to the infinitely forgettable. (laughs) It's an impressive wall of alcohol. I know, right? Yeah. It was gorgeous. Yeah, that's a gorgeous image. I I, I literally, the the reason why I started writing this is those were the words that just came out of my mouth. Like, they popped into my head. The second I saw that, I was like, you know, I've been ripping on this place, but that's fucking badass. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know that I'll necessarily ever make an intentional effort to go check it out. Particularly, as you aptly point out, since there's no, what, um, uh, game top play. Right. But what was the bar, Mark, when you when, when we did Vegas Vacation, what, six in May, and we did the pass-through, and we and we noticed that there was a, a bar that had bar top gaming, and allegedly they weren't going to comp the drinks there. Do you remember that? I don't. So apparently uh, there was this gorgeous looking bar and and maybe it was Bogan that had mentioned it that they were they were I don't want to say they were bragging but they were they were not uh, shy about letting folks know that yeah you can play video poker here but you're paying for every drink at this bar. Wow. So, so silly. Like the kind of things that discourage us from hanging out well before we lived in Vegas but when we, in in real locals markets the kind of thing that you're like, well, it's not even fun here. Like the limits are, you know, too too expensive, and the it, like it doesn't have the atmosphere. And I'm not gonna spend five hundred dollars to stay at this shitty hotel, and and I'm not paying for booze constantly. Well, it's like you're, it's like making an effort. Like, oh no no no, you're not gonna like being here in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's stupid. If hey, anybody that wants to pay for alcohol when they're in the casino. Come visit me in Michigan. I'd be more than happy to uh, to host you here and let you pay for all of the alcohol. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's the thing. It'd be different if, okay, so you go to the bar and they have bar top gaming and that's great. But if they won't comp you drinks, they better have some really good odds yeah. at, at those machines. If they do the same shitty odds that they have every place else, it's like, what's the fucking point? Why yeah. would I come to this bar when there's so many others that even with the drink tickets will comp me? It kind of seems like false advertisement, right? Isn't that the idea? Like, it almost signals when you see video poker at the bar. It's like, hey, if you play up here, you know, you'll get comp drinks. If Because you, there are bars that don't have it, and you're like, we'll still go to them because you're like, yeah, they got great drinks. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But, yeah, don't don't bait and switch me. Right. By, exactly. by bringing me in. 
All right. Well, listen, as always, we will link to uh, the photo on our blog as well as feature it on all of our social media outlets like Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which Patreon subscribers should be seeing right now. Let's move into the news. So our second favorite Canadian uh, is uh, her residency is coming to an end, apparently. This week, Celine Dion announced her residency at Caesars Palace will end June of next year. Celine is credited with being the artist that made Vegas the attractive option it is today for some of the biggest names in music to set up short-term residencies. This is the second time she has elected to step away from performing in the just under 4,300-seat Coliseum, a venue built to attract her and artists of her caliber into residencies in Vegas. Unlike her previous exit to tour, no word what her plans are after her residency comes to an end. I don't really have anything to add to this. <laughs> I never went to see her. Yeah. Didn't really care about her. Yeah. And I, I, I will say this. I do think she's got a phenomenal voice. I could not sit there and watch her sing for 90 minutes. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, God bless her. She, you know, kind of started this whole residency thing, and I think it's great because, especially for the artists, if they have families that they can kind of plop down in one spot is awesome, but she's been doing this a long time. I mean, give her, let her take a break. And Yeah, it may, it may just be a break. It may be a, a positioning thing. It may be Parks she trying to lure She may be going to Park, yeah. like everybody else is. Well, yeah, you got to find some way <laughs> to get people there, and Mr. Murin will spend whatever the fuck it takes. Yeah. All right, speaking of Mr. Murin, tell me about Park MGM's best friend. None of us. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. chef Roy Choi announced the name of his first restaurant in Vegas, opening at Park MGM this December, will be Best Friend. It will feature the best of the various cuisines he is known for in L.A. from his various restaurants and food trucks, best summarized as Korean. Similar to the Beauty and Essex restaurant at Cosmopolitan, whose frontage is a pawn shop, Best Friend's frontage will be completely misleading. Guests will enter the restaurant through a liquor store, or at least a bar that looks like a liquor store, or if renderings are to be referred to, the set of a cooking show. Best Friend is targeted to open December 28th. Do you know who this is? Yeah. I mean, I have never eaten at any of his restaurants, but I've seen him on a lot of the, the cooking shows and Food Network and all that kind of stuff. And um, this a guy that wears an oversized baseball hat that isn't curved at all, just flat, like a flat bill, flat bill baseball hat. He might flat bill baseball hat. He might. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I say it again. <laughs> flat bill baseball hat. <laughs> I, I more know him for his, you know, Asian infused. You know, he, he does have several food trucks and all that kind of stuff. Like I said, I've never eaten there, but does I'm excited. Does he wear it slightly askew? I don't know what the fuck he wears. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not like Mario Batali was. does the brim usually hang? <laughs> right. He's not like Mar Mario Batali that always had shorts and fucking Crocs on. So, Did he I mean, really? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was so gross. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not like that, but I, I've seen him with and without a hat, I think. So, I don't think a hat is his signature no. style. <laughs> I, I would be I interested know. in eating that, there. That image captured my imagination. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> judging the guy. I just, uh, for some reason, the idea of a flat build baseball hat, a skew, just captured my imagination. I, I imagined Have a chef. Have you seen a picture with him? An LA chef. No, not really. I don't know. I thought So of you just made it up? Yeah, I just thought, I was like, oh, oh yeah, like a chef, like an LA chef who thinks he's really cool. And oh, I'm going to name a best friend and wear my flat build baseball hat. I do think that um, I think the name is weird. Best friend. Yeah, yeah, but I also thought that Beauty and Essex is weird, mm. and I love Beauty and Essex as a restaurant. So yeah. I don't know. They're coming up with all kinds of weird, you know, unique things. So. Hmm. All right. Well, how about something else? It's a little off. Mabel's barbecue opening date has been announced. I hope this is like his mom, because I agree exactly. that it's weird. So, celebrity chef Michael Simon announced plans to open Mabel's Barbecue Restaurant at Palms this December. Costing an estimated $4.4 million to build, the just over 9... I almost said $9 million, Just over 9,000 square foot <laughs> space will feature indoor and outdoor seating, including a patio beer garden, 
a large whiskey and bourbon inventory, and smoked meat over local <laughs> fruit wood. What the hell's fruit wood? Cherry, peach. The oh, wood, so it's the like wood of fruit trees. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. It, it is an aptly named wood. It is, <laughs> and it, it encompasses varying kinds. <laughs> Well, it isn't clear if it will be part of the final concept, a permit to set up a semi-permanent food truck on the patio for late-night diners serving a portion of the menu was applied for earlier this year. So, again, foodie and me. I He's love... bald-headed guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Michael Simon. He was the first um, next top chef that made it through... Uh, no, next uh, iron chef that made it through the competition. He's a bald guy. He's from Cleveland. Okay. Oh, that um, makes sense because they kept talking about it's going to feature uh, Cleveland sauerkraut and Cleveland yeah. stadium mustard. I'm like, well, what is all the Cleveland time? He's very proud of being from Cleveland. Gotcha. He also has a TV show called um, Burgers Brew and Q. Oh. Um, I'm just... And this is going to sound so stupid and snobby, but after living in Memphis, I am so hesitant to try any other barbecue joint yeah we, there's a couple when of them you've had really yeah. good and you're just like mm. and even if they say it's memphis style in vegas i'm just like yeah but is it really um, so but I, I mean i respect him as a chef he's you know I, i've never eaten at any of his places or any of that but um that's another one that i'm i'm interested in trying yeah well, we're we're big fans of Michael Simon. I mean, at least the the, the personality of what we've gotten to see on him, yeah. uh, you know, from Food Network. So, I'd be interested in getting your thoughts on on his restaurant. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's good. I'm sure but we'll 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 get brave and try. Like you would think, like this is the kind of guy. Like oh, instead totally of like go. Lucille's Barbecue, like yeah. around the corner at Red Rock. Like this seems like you're gonna risk it. Like kind of go with with this kind of a guy yeah. and see what happens. I mean, he yeah. I, I'm and I'm excited that it's coming to Palms. Yeah. Which, you know, as part of the station casinos now, I really, I like what they're doing yeah. there. So I'm excited. Yeah, once it's open, it'll be on my our list to go check out. Yep. Next up, MGM Park jumps the track. I don't think it can be said any better than Vital Vegas said it, so I'll just quote. All due respect, but what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> this week... Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind filmmakers, the Godry Brothers, released six 30-second micro-short films, a.k.a. commercials, all shot at Park MGM with no clear point whatsoever except to distract from Buren's mistake at Monte Carlo. These clips feature roughly 8.2 seconds of actual content, as that is what the filmmaker says the current generation's attention span is. That means the opening and closing credits of the 30-second clips are actually longer than the content, <laughs> seemingly in direct conflict with the whole attention span manifesto, because if it takes 10 seconds to get to the content, you've already lost the audience you claim to be catering to but appear to be mocking. <laughs> Unclear if Jim Murin has been criminally insane or is just in the middle of a public meltdown. Either way... His continued employment as MGM Resort CEO perplexes. Have you seen these? Um, I I did click on the link and I followed it to the site. I think I looked at two or th watched two or three of them. You're They're trooper. trying to be avant-garde, yeah. and it's it 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 just doesn't play to this guy. I mean, it's 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 fine. Maybe it's going to work. I don't know. I don't know that well, they Tony, know of what course sort of demographic they're going for. It, I was going to say, Tony, of course it doesn't, you know, apply to you or relate to you because it says, you know, the current generation's attention span. Like, what, what generation is he talking about, it, actually? The ones that have no money because they're whatever. <laughs> okay. It's right. so, like because they're 12. Right. Well, <laughs> or, you know, the, the current generation that's like, no, I'm going to take a few years off and travel and do whatever. It's like, OK. You mean Alistair? They're the ones. <laughs> No, Alex, Alistair worked long enough to be I able know. to earn to do that. Let's just be clear. <laughs> I, I mean, when you're targeting a young generation, they don't have discretionary income. I think they're trying to claim they're millennials or Zs or whatever the fuck you have at this point. But these aren't the people that have money that's going to stay at a high-end resort that you're supposedly building. Yeah, I, like, for the record, like, the 8.2 seconds that they're doing, I don't hate the stuff they're doing like I, I i get where you're i 
I get you're trying to be creative and you're trying to do something blah blah blah. Well, but what I can't stand is you're gonna you're gonna make this big statement and then literally you're waiting forever for this thing to start. It, it just, uh, it's just uh, it's it's dumb. What it's it dumb. sounds to me a little bit like because I remember remember when Cosmopolitan first opened. Oh, it is they definitely had, a ripoff of Cosmopolitan's. Okay, stuff. so they had all those weird commercials that you're just like definitely what? Cosmopolitan ripoff. But the fact that to your point, there's only eight seconds of that in the middle. And ten, 10 seconds on either end. Yeah, it's a 30-second clip and 8.2 seconds in the middle. It makes what, no what fucking sense. What are they sense. doing? Are they rolling credits at the beginning yeah. and the end? Oh, yeah. oh, it starts. Park MGM presents to you. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I haven't Harvey watched Weinstein them. Weinstein production. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, all right. Talk to me about the pop-up pizza renovations. Pop-up pizza at Plaza unveiled a new mural this week inspired by Brooklyn, New York, and featuring the Beastie Boys circa their 1986 debut album, License to Ill. The title of the mural, The New Style, is also taken from the License to Ill album and meant to signal a rebranding of the restaurant without actually changing the name, more commonly known as renovating or refreshing. (laughs) Included in the collection of new things are six new pizzas and a renovated seating area. So my last FHE, I was wandering around downtown, and I saw this, and I'd never been to Papa Pizza before. Oh, so you didn't know it was new? Yeah, I didn't know it was new. (laughs) I was just like, oh, wow, that's a cool mural. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be interested to see what they do as it relates to the new seating area. Uh, Jason and I checked it out. Jason in particular got a, a slice of pizza one, you know, two or three a.m. night, right. and uh, you know we were sitting there, and it's just this weird sort of wonky, like I feel like it's just kind of plopped right, somewhat in the center, not in the center, but in the middle of the um, of the seating area of the casino area. Mm-hmm. Like it just really? it, it didn't it didn't feel like it was well thought out when they placed it there, but I guess that's neither here nor there. This is it way this is way over to the side. I don't know if they completely renovated it, it or you're just. Or you're talking about the seating, the way they they place the, the seating. The way the seating is, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It, to me, it looked like where the old bus station used to be. There used to be a bus station in a plaza. No, well, no, but they have uh, the, on the signage. If you look south of Plaza, they have like a Greyhound sign, and there's like a big sign that says bus. Oh yeah. I I imagine that that is where if if such a bus terminal existed, I imagined all this for the record. I imagined if a bus terminal existed in Plaza, I'm like, oh, that must be where the imaginary bus terminal was. Okay. <laughs> My imagination's going today, guys. I guess. I really don't have much to add because I've never I've never seen it. I've never eaten there. I haven't seen. I didn't. Sorry, click on the link for the new pictures so i don't plaza is such an interesting place to me because it has spaces where i'm like oh this is cool and then it's got spaces where you're like this feels old and weird other than i think when we went in uh to play craps a couple of vegas vacations ago i have not been in plaza for any extended length of time yeah with the renovations i just haven't seen it yeah i haven't made it past uh um Shit, what's the name of the place with all the b- breakfast, crazy breakfast oh, food? The... Oh, Hash House. Yeah, no, no. yeah, that one. I haven't made it past there in a while. You know, it's. I think it's a fine enough casino. It doesn't, it personally doesn't speak to me. I, it's not a place. I, partially, I, I've just got a problem, a philosophical problem with one-off casinos. Yeah. Because what's the value of me giving all of my, my time and play there when right. I can only ever benefit at that one location? Right. Um, but, you know. Um, but at the same time, the, I'm excited about the res- re- renovations that they've been doing because we stayed there before it was renovated. And, oh, my God. So uh, it feels like a lot of their like it do, it feels like the casino. It's been touched. But not as much <laughs> as been, who touched it. <laughs> but not as much as like the Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> not as much as the the public spaces like where like if you go to the second floor and like the convention floor uh, uh, hallway and the check-in area and from my understanding the rooms and the pool. But like the casino, while it does have portions of it that have clearly been touched, for the most part, you're like this still looks kind of old. Hmm. 
I said I, I don't. I'm happy whenever any place gets renovated yeah. if, it, if it improves from where it was. I just, I, I'm, I understand Tony's point of what's the value in me gambling, gambling there if the only place I can get comps is there. But I don't have any. I don't dislike it. I just I haven't concur. been in there. I concur. With what? Your statements, all of all of your statements. <laughs> Good. You will never be wrong if you always agree with Karen. <laughs> as long as you and I agree. If we don't right. agree, then it's a toss-up. <laughs> all right, all right. So the Taco Bell Catina, uh, Cantina is coming to uh, the Fremont Street Experience. Due to the overwhelming success of the Taco Bell Cantina at Mecca Walgreens, the restaurant has announced plans to open a second location at the Fremont Street Experience. Specifically in the space formerly home to the El Portal Theater, next door, or nearly next door, to White Castle. Plans to renovate the 16,000 square foot space into a collection of fast casual dining options named the Fremont Food Emporium were announced in July of 2017. It's unclear if this announcement marks a move away from that project or just identifies them as the anchor restaurant as Taco Bell Cantina will only occupy 6,000 square feet of that space. However, it's the entire street-facing footprint, down and upstairs. Thanks to the Nevada Preservation Foundation, the L Portal sign will not be lost and instead integrated into the renovation plans. No word if White Castle's repurposing of Trader Bill's sign counts as integration. I get that there's a kitschiness value to the White Castle aspect. Um, I feel like bringing a Taco Bell in uh, degrades the Fremont Street mm-hmm. experience and the restaurants that are available, particularly the further you get down there. I mean, there are some really great eateries mm. as you get down in that general area. Um, but again, this is coming from a guy who, when he's on Fremont Street experience and he's drunk out of his mind at two o'clock in the morning, all he wants is Taco Bell. So that <laughs> will be crushing. Yeah. You know, Cordita at 3 a.m. <laughs> and I, I completely agree with you, Tony. I, I just, I feel like this is, I mean, I wasn't happy with White Castle going down to Fremont Street. But yeah. I, and now that Taco Bell is going in down there. But again, it, it makes sense for Fremont Street, for, you know, the lower gambling limits, the people that are there, the lower, like to have but, these cheap eats make sense. But at the same time, like I love, even I've, I've never eaten there, but I love the way it looks, the, the international eatery at, at Neonopolis and the tiny little pizza place and the hot dog place. Like I, I, I like that. That to me feels like Fremont and I do. Which we've never eaten at. Fi- Why well, I've eaten at the pizza place. Oh, okay. But I mean, and, and there's nothing to write home about. It's, just, it's a random pizza place. But I, I agree. It feel like the, the White Castle was like, okay, it's a White Castle. I get it. I get it. But yeah, like, are we going to start having a ton of these? Are we just going to line up all these fast food options and make them use the old signage? Is that where we're headed? Well, before, if you had a fast food option, it was really in one of the food courts buried in the casino. Like, right. This is right. And if, if this is a 16,000 square foot facility and the 6,000 that the Taco Bell is taking is right up on Fremont. Yeah. What the hell are you going to put behind yeah, it? Yeah, that, that to me seemed like, what are you going to do with the rest of this space? Because who's walking through Taco Bell to get to other things? Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Unless, unless maybe what they didn't share is that the upstairs area is just like a seating area. And then... But still, it's, it's Fremont Street facing. Yeah, but I mean, if it's just like upstairs and that's where like you have a view and if you step upstairs, like you see, like you know that all these other eateries are in there and you just need to step in to go get to them and then you could sit up by Fremont Street. That's the only saving grace I can think to it. Otherwise, I think you just burned 10,000 square yeah. feet. I, I just, I agree with Tony. I understand. It makes logical sense why this would go in, but I don't like I, I just don't like I'm hoping it at I'm, least looks, because the cantinas typically look different. what White yeah. Castle did and do a lot of well, neon and bright like lights. White and, Castle. Yeah, it does. I'm, but I'm I mean, hoping, they, at least yeah. they lit it up. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 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 What about the Link Evolution continuing on? Now that the new sportsbook renovations around the bar, formerly known as TAG, are complete, Peter Vegas shared this week that plans have moved on towards two new projects at the property. The first is called Match Bar, a restaurant that will have the property finally utilizing their strip frontage. 
It will replace the walls currently running along Las Vegas Boulevard, just north of the strip entrance to the Link Promenade, and offer large, shaded outdoor patio seating. Inside the promenade, across the street from Sprinkles Cupcakes, plans are to open a French bistro named La Favorite Bistro. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something like I would make up that name, right? <laughs> wow. That's the, hey, let's do a French bistro. What do you want to call it? Le favorite bistro. Perfect. That sounds French. Why, why do you know they pronounce it? La favorite. Like, no. No. If it's spelled favorite, it's favorite. No. It's, we're not calling it that. I don't care. Projected opening dates for either project are not known at this time. I'm so glad they're finally doing something with that. No shit. Front facing. It's so Although, silly. Even this last trip when we were down there, I didn't even notice that there were now doors. <laughs> right. I mean, I literally walked right by it and did not even notice that there were doors. Now, I'm, I'm intrigued by the fact that they say they're going to have outdoor seating because to me that sounds like they're just, because you can't push out into the street anymore. So it seems to me like they'd cut open the, the building. Cut it back. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, do something with that. I agree. It's strip. Well, first of all, dialing way back to Imperial Palace, they've <laughs> always done a terrible job utilizing their, their strip frontage. So that was one of the things I was always hoping Link would do. And I always thought it was silly when they, they redid they renovated that whole and front area. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you just create a giant wall? Is that yeah. what you renovated this into? Oh, we want to funnel them da- back down the Link Promenade. Yeah, okay, people aren't going to do that if they want to get from point A to point B. Yeah. And if all they're looking at is a wall, there's no shot in hell they're going to come in. Yeah, I mean, I think Flamingo and Harrah's do a phenomenal job. Flamingo probably, well, no, I guess both of them do a phenomenal yeah. job of utilizing their strip frontage. Uh, Cromwell as well. I just hate the little, um, is it? Flamingo, yeah, because it's the Carnival Court right there. I hate that little walk around. Oh, it's Harris, that Carnival Court. Yeah, oh, I'm not a Harris? huge fan no. of that. Yeah, never. I hate that walk back and around, and it's like a traffic bottleneck. Just, ugh. I mean, nothing's as good as Fremont's open casino. Oh yeah, I mean that's no, that's no, no. amazing. But the closest thing you're gonna get to it on the Strip is there. It always bums me out when you go during a a cooler time and they have those closed, and you're like, oh. It <laughs> doesn't let the smoke. Yeah, out. like I don't. Well, it's not <laughs> smoke I'm worried about. Like I. I I don't know. I don't know. It's it's very. It draws me in. Your your open open doors. You see the bright lights and the ding 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 ding. Right, the machines right. And just draws like, you ooh. in. And like here's a cheer every once uh, in a while from one of the craps tables. I have to oh, open this door. I could go in and join them. Ew. I could join the fun. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's so close. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that's probably it for the news. Let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Eater Vegas is reporting that Cut at Palazzo looks to be the next item scheduled for refurbishment at the property and under the Wolfgang Puck brand. Part of the early plans call for a $3 million investment that may include expansion into the vacated gift shop, which is right next door to it. As one would expect, since the renovations haven't been confirmed by either party, there's no time frame yet for when the actual work will be done. That's one of our top five steak places. Yeah, I love Cut. Yeah, I'm, you know, as long as it's staying, I'll be happy about that. Yeah, right. Although we haven't been there in a while. No, we haven't. Yeah, we got to put that on our to-do list. <laughs> is is Cut a under a a celebrity chef currently? Yeah. Yeah, you Wolf, read Wolfgang, Wolfgang Puck. Puck. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I guess. <laughs> That was actually. Well, it says, hang on. In fairness to me, it says, it says here, the next item scheduled for refurbishment at the property, and under the Wolfgang Wolfgang Puck brain. So that led me to believe that under the scheduled refurbishment mm. would put it under a Wolfgang Puck uh, brain. Yeah. See, I also realized I didn't tie together that that sentence was meant to tie in the fact that they just redid Spago, like they moved over to Bellagio and it, it had a whole thing. And that's, that, that, that's what that that's was right, meant to did. tie to, and then I forgot to apparently put it in there. Mm-hmm. But it's not leaving, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to stay there. <laughs> right, it stayed there. Yeah, so Cut was actually you the just first... just sassed me? I feel like your head just went back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it did. <laughs> um, Cut was actually the first, the first place that I tried um, Wagyu. Was that the first place? Mm-hmm. Because they have a sampler, or at least they used I remember, to. I remember having it. Yeah, so they, they had a sampler where you got to try a um, 
you know, U.S. Grade A Angus. I remember because you and got And then to, there was yeah. like an American version. It was like three ounces of each. You almost ruined so your story. So it was like, an, you know, American Black Angus. And then it was American version of Wagyu. And then it was actually Wagyu. And you, you kind of ate it from left to yeah, right. Yeah, they coached you. And by the it. time you got to the actual Wagyu, you're just like melting in your seat. Because you're like, no, the, this blanket, black Angus is really good. And then you try the American version, you're like, well, that's even better. And then you get to the real thing, and you're just like, Jesus Christ. So yeah, that was the first place I tried it. <laughs> the first place you tried it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she's become a Wagyu whore. Hey, if I'm going to a good steakhouse that has it, yeah, damn right. I'll, I'll pay 150 bucks for my three ounces and be a happy camper. For those that have never actually got the opportunity to hang out with, with Mark and Karen for a 360 Vegas vacation, it's great because when Karen smiles just right, you're blinded by the silver spoon in her mouth. <laughs> Please. I got the calluses on this hand to prove how hard I've worked for what I've got. Kiss my ass. <laughs> well, and you realize my part of that is though. So seriously, when we come to Vegas, I get spoiled. When we come to Vegas, really? Well, before when we come to yeah. Vegas, yeah. when we would come here, I would get spoiled with a really nice, expensive dinner. Yeah. And usually that was because early on I wasn't thrilled <laughs> to about suck up coming with you to being Vegas. Here. <laughs> but Mark is like, "Look, I'll take you anywhere you want to go for dinner," and that kind of started it. And now, I, you know, I, I live here and I love it, but I still love my fancy food. So guess what? It's continued. <laughs> All right. ZZ Top will celebrate the band's 50th anniversary together with a short-term eight-date residency at Venetian, January 18th through February 2nd. Tickets start at 60 bucks. The original lineup of the band has been together longer than any major rock band in history. Hold on a second. That's crazy. Isn't Aerosmith doing a 50th anniversary? Yes, but they're slightly older. But doesn't Aerosmith still have... Their original lineup? I don't know, Karen. Because they're sharing, like, an anniversary year. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps that was incorrect. You, perhaps? Yeah. He's admit, you're admitting there's a chance? I don't really care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. What's next? Park MGM announced this week that Richard Blass, Blaze? Richard Blaze. 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 Yeah, I like it less. And he's opening a crack shack. We'll join the list of dining options at the property in the fall of 2019. Blaze is probably best known as the winner of Top Chef Masters and reoccurring judge on the show. I am so going to this restaurant when it opens. Crack Shack, really? It put Richard Blaze. I've never eaten at any care. of his restaurants. I it's love him. Whatever. He is, like, just a fun, wacky dude. Whatever. He's Mid one of he's Midwestern one of the, fraud. No, no, no. He's, he's a molecular gastronomer. Uh, I know, I know who you're talking okay. about. I just—it's—he does all the crazy stuff with it's food. Silly! Oh, it's so good. It's like crack. Like just, just, it just make your fucking food. Yeah, I'm not saying I like the name, but I'm excited about going to his restaurant. I do like that it's at this high-end Park MGM. Like we have a crack shack. I know, right? <laughs> People will get confused and go and going. Hey, so I'm I know, right? For <laughs> it is Vegas. I mean, who knows what they're going to legalize next? <laughs> uh. Rico Taco has opened up in the space formerly home to Smoke's Poutinery and Jared's Old Fashioned Hot Dogs. The Curico will offer authentic Mexican food and have longer hours of operations than its predecessors. God damn it, I did it again. So this is at this is at Pawn Plaza. Oh. <laughs> okay. Cool. I was away on business and writing this stuff in the meantime. It's okay. You're, you're allowed to, you know, not be perfect one week. I feel judged. By me. <laughs> by me, primarily. <laughs> As he says that, I'm looking at him like, who fucking said anything? I'm, an, I'm annoyed. I, I'm annoyed by me. My, I, <laughs> I'm annoyed, I'm annoyed by, by me. <laughs> According to Forbes, the Raiders franchise value has increased from $1.43 billion to $2.4 billion in the wake of their announced move to Las Vegas. The increase changes their ranking of the most valuable franchises in the NFL from 31 of 32 to 18th. At $5 billion, the Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable NFL franchise. <laughs> the man knows how to run an organization. 
cute plastic face stretch to find. It doesn't look as bad as it, as it used to. <laughs> you know what's funny? I've always wondered this when it comes to plastic surgery. Like, I don't think Kenny, Kenny Rogers looks as bad as he initially did. Oh. And I can't yeah. figure out if maybe, like, his face needed to settle or if we've all just gotten used to it and now or it's he went not back as shocking. And had it fixed. Well, I mean, I suppose I that's, think he that's had a possibility. Fix. Uh, I think he had to have it I fixed because those eyes were not slanted in the right direction. Uh-uh. But no I, way. I didn't even recognize him. No. He walked out and you're like, that's who? Yeah. I'll, although I will still say that I think uh, Wayne Newton still looks like an Asian human. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Oh, my God. Vito Vegas is reporting that Jayla will not extend her residency at Planet Hollywood when it comes to an end this week, but instead follow the resident exodus trail and relocate to Park MGM Theater. I, I'm almost over this whole episode being about Park MGM. Yeah. Fuck, I hate that place, and all we're doing is talking about them. We, man, we got to talk about them until more time, too. I know. That's right. That's right. For the second year in their existence, the Vegas Golden Knights unveiled their revised team logo with a helmetless, elongated, and imperial guard no, 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 no. A helmet. Helmet less elongated. elongated. And oh. imperial guard-like. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, you, Do you know, I read that and reread that and read that again when I printed this off. And I'm like, I just, I don't know how I'm supposed to read it. Well, the the first time I read through it too, I was like, helmetless, what? And oh, yeah, okay. You have to get through the whole thing and then it makes sense. Right. Okay, so let me try that again. So in their second year of existence, the Vegas Golden Knights unveiled their revised team logo with a helmet less elongated and Imperial Guard to something more rounded and Stormtrooper-esque. All those people with the Knights logo on the back of their cars are going to be so fucking I know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So I I did, I had the opportunity to do a little extra research after I wrote this, and what has changed is the logo on the ice. The actual logo has not changed. Why would you okay. change one logo? I agree. I don't. I don't get that either. Unless I, you were going to something completely different, because like there's yeah. there's some places that have like one logo in the middle of the the ice or the field, but it's not their primary. Like right. they have more it's than one secondary. thing that they right. can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't get it either. I don't get it either. And I thought for sure that's what it signaled. And I thought the exact same thing that you're thinking. And everything that I've seen since then points to they just changed it on the ice. Yeah, no, they'll change it because then it's a, a new merchandise selling scheme, and we know that their merchandise sells because it's fucking everywhere. Oh, I didn't think of that. Huh. Eventually, it will change because everyone will want the new. I'll one. be honest with you, I don't, I don't like the, the new one as much as I like the the other one. I haven't seen it. Yet. Yeah. The state of Nevada will receive 1.1 million of an undisclosed larger settlement Uber is paying out for an unreported. 2016 data breach that accessed driver's license information. By law, the company was required to report such a breach, and they did not do so until a year after the incident <laughs> occurred. Which, technically, they reported it. They just took a <laughs> Governor La... I should know how to say this. La- Laxalt? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's your home state now. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, there's been so many political commercials that I'm not sure who is governor or running for governor or running for Senate or Congress or who, and who's not taking yeah, money his, from his wife's Sudan been doing or whatever. and has no personality whatsoever. Oh, is that oh, his wife? No. Yeah. I mean, I, mean yeah. I, I don't blame her, but I, she's just not an actress. And I, and I think no, that's what they she, asked she, her to do. She's and, really reading, and it, it, yeah, you can tell she's struggling. It's pretty bad. Okay, that's good. Well, you, you know what's interesting? Weird side observation you guys moved from i mean you you may have noticed it when you lived in in ohio but you may not have been quite as let's just say aware of what you know your your the political atmosphere if you think about it you guys moved from illinois which is a deep blue state to tennessee which is a deep red state yep. out to Nevada, which is now a purple state. You know, <laughs> I guess my point being is, is you guys probably didn't see many commercials in Illinois just because it was so hard down. You know, the only people that really had commercials were Democrats. Or when you lived in, in Tennessee, you probably didn't see many commercials because it well, was such a hard Republican. So the, now, the flip side of that Nevada, is, so the, the flip side of that is we still, and you didn't see maybe as many, I don't remember as many commercials in Illinois. Because I do think that the Chicago land area, you gotta remember, Chicago is the blue part. The whole yeah, rest of the true. state is red. But Chicago is so blue that I don't remember seeing a ton there. 
Tennessee, I think you would have been surprised. There Tennessee were, was slightly scary. Uh, there were a shitload of commercials. And the, the funny thing was were the, the primaries. Because you, I'm not kidding you, there were 12 candidates for Republican governor. Sure. I mean, it was, because and they're all running ads. Well, right, but fair point. But because that's, if you won the primary, you were guaranteed to win your general election. Just again, because it's so either you're in Chicago so far left or in, in Tennessee right. so far right. But in, unfortunately for you guys in Nevada, you guys are going to have all of the commercials, not just the yeah. primaries, but then the generals for your governor and your your attorney general and your secretary of state and, and your I state senators and state in, reps and senator. Right I mean, now, Dean Heller's in one hell of a re-election bid. Yeah, he is. So against um, um, oh, I can see her face, Jackie. Uh, fuck, Jackie. She's she's a Nancy Pelosi girl, and a, she said, "Oh yeah, I'm a Hillary, I'm a Hillary. Pelosi girl." She is. They've been campaigning. I'm a for Pelosi this. girl. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Um, but yeah, no. That between Dean Heller and and whoever Jackie, whatever the fuck her last name is, but the the whole Dan Heller attack on Jackie is the fact that she's gone to California and oh New York God, to raise getting, money because. The Cal- yeah, anyway, um, a shitload of ads. And actually, when we first moved down here, I was like, are they getting ready to do the primaries? Because there's so many ads and they're nonstop. No, they've, they've been running constant for the last two months. Yeah. And yeah, we've got I've, another month of this shit to go. Yes, you do. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> uh, it was announced that Nomad and their bar will open at the Mistake at Monte Carlo October 12th. The bar will not offer adult beverages. Oh, will not only offer adult beverage. <laughs> That'd be so funny. You had a bar that didn't offer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if you can call it a bar. Right? <laughs> it, but that's that's Park MGM. <laughs> like going, we're coming up with a new idea here. It's a bar that doesn't serve booze. Like this is not going to work. No, then again, I don't think your entire fucking property is going to work. So I guess that works in that sense. <laughs> anyway, they're going to have food at the bar as well as booze. And and actually, because we got so sidetracked, I didn't get to finish the last bullet point on my fi- my previous story Ugh. is that they said that the 1.1 million they're going to get from the settlement uh, the governor said will be used to improve the state's gun background check yeah, well, I just want to make sure we're sharing off on all of the info fucking politics on the show we make jokes. No we make politics. jokes. We were making jokes. No, no, no. That's that. That got drawn way out. I kept waiting for a punchline. Like, here we go. Come on. Uh, where, where's the punchline? <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Sometimes we can be piesa. Right. <laughs> the more you know. All right. Vital Vegas reports that both MGM Resorts and Caesars Entertainment are sending out surveys to customers to try and find out why visitation is up, but spending is down. If you've ever complained about resort fees, paying for parking, 6-5 blackjack, or CNF charges, here is your chance to affect change. Make a point to complete this survey and make sure you don't forget to mention all of their bullshit. It's so silly. Like, I just don't understand how some companies can't have a pulse on, on like especially because who doesn't bitch like I would I would argue you could get the majority of the answers you're gonna get from the survey if you just asked anyone working at your check-in desk yeah, yeah. what do they complain most about uh, on checkout yeah I, I'm sure they'd be able to uh, just spit this argument of like oh my god they fucking hate resort fees and they're only for staying parking, here man. for two nights and all of a sudden they realize it's 70 dollars more than what they thought yeah i just I, I don't get it like like this survey alone means like oh shit you should probably fire a significant amount of people on in the upper ranks if if you really don't know get the fuck out you're you clearly don't know how to run this place <laughs> while still open vital vegas reports that amarino gelato and the Link Promenade has had its signage removed. What they say there? Right? No, you're just, Because <laughs> I looked at it and went, damn it. Should have practiced. The reason this is speculated, that it will be replaced with something related to the Kind Heaven attraction in development. Oh, that's that crazy, freaky thing by the lead singer of Jane's yeah. Addiction? Oh, I hope it works just because I work, I root for everything, but I just can't fathom. I, maybe I'll go to it once, but I'm sure I'll be afraid and I'll need to be either drunk or 
on a lot of Xanax. <laughs> For gelato? No, not For gelato. Heaven. <laughs> gelato makes me so uncomfortable. I don't understand its texture. <laughs> I know. It's not yogurt. It's not ice cream. <laughs> what is it? Make a goddamn decision. <laughs> Quit hybriding shit. Quit. Stop your fusion. <laughs> And lastly, the MSG speed. MSG. No. It's like an, an Asian food additive. <laughs> like, I'd like to go to the spear, but no MSG, please. <laughs> <laughs> the Madison Square Garden is what that stands for. Spear at Venetian had its official groundbreaking ceremony this week. The 18,000 seat arena is expected to open in 2021. So what's funny is local news this morning talked about this, and when the newscaster said it, she said, the MGM Sphere will be opening. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, the MSG Sphere. (laughs) Yeah, that's not good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it looks like Sheldon Adelson will be buying that uh, news outlet and having that. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's getting fired. (laughs) She won't be on there tomorrow. Right. (laughs) <laughs> I, I like this venue. I think this will be cool, and I think it'll be a cool addition to the skyline. I will tell you, the the renderings and stuff that they were showing looked amazing. Pretty badass. And I didn't, when you talk about a sphere, I was like, what the fuck are you going to do an arena in a sphere? It almost to me made as little sense as doing it in a pyramid. Um, But looking at the renderings of it and the outside of it that's going to be so light-driven, it actually looked really cool. I agree. Uh, It's just going to improve our skyline. And supposedly add a lot of jobs, what they were saying. Hopefully. Well, something like 3500 for construction and then 4400 permanent jobs once it opens. Yeah, but you got to keep things filled well, up yeah, in there. That's, that's, that's always the and problem. And when you're competing with... Yeah, you've already got T-Mobile Arena. I mean, Park I think... Park MGM, that, yeah. the MGM Grand <laughs> Arena. Garden Arena, the, Mandalay Bay. Right, yeah. yeah. But this, the location, I think, is almost better because it's at the other end of the strip where there isn't that much. Well, I believe it's actually larger than T-Mobile as well, so parking should be better, and hopefully it would attract even even bigger More of the touring names. acts probably will, will go through there. Yeah, which they were going to T-Mobile, but this being even larger right, would right. then attract them. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess that's going to do it then for episode number 280. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of our stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog. It's 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas. Of course, you can support the show by purchasing things from our affiliates, such as amazon.com, earth limos, or just make a PayPal donation. You can also buy merchandise from our store. It's zazzle.com slash 360vegas. Or to help others find the show, you can review us over on iTunes. And if you'd like to leave us some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. If you aren't sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, we do have instructions on how you can do that as well over on the blog's main page. Tony, where can folks find you? Man, I really feel like I was putting all of the emphasis on the wrong syllable with that last sentence there, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I am at 360 Vegas Tony. <laughs> Good. Karen. I'm at Karen Mark. He just told you where you can find me, so until next time. Yeah.